This is the EWN Podcast Network. Everybody wants to win. It's how we define success in life. Michelle Nagel explores resilience, teaches you happiness hacks, and provides tools for building positive relationships, all of which are essential for winning at the game of life. Join us to learn how to roar. Hi, welcome to Roar to Win. This is Michelle Nagel, your host, and today I have as my guest, Tanya Lacey from Australia. And uh, Tanya is passionate about positive co-creation. Her positivity strategies co-create cash flow, process flow, communication flow, and people alignment with and for her corporate and small business clients. Ease is the goal. Playing the role of alignment specialist, her models and processes support companies and their teams by stripping away the complex and restoring the basics, resetting the momentum and positive energy. She's the author of Positivity at Work and founder of Positivity Brands, which include Positivity Show, Positive Workplace Program, and Positive Business Festival. Her mm-hmm. latest Her latest project is co-creating a global positive business directory of positive business who actively demonstrate positive leadership. The directory aims to index positive impact, morale, and community vibes connecting business. The leaders sign on to thepositivitypack.com where they agree to three simple game changers to spark positive impact in their own companies. Four spotlight projects for Tanya this year have been, number one, supporting the HR team for Mercedes-Benz Passenger Cars Middle East, two, supporting a bank transformation project in Europe, three, working with the CEO of Mercedes-Benz Vans Australia Pacific and the senior leadership team on a positive leadership strategy, and four, co-creating with the digital org Supporting a growth strategy that now links Melbourne, uh, Melbourne is that Miami, Berlin, and California. Mm-hmm. Tanya loves to share her insights and strategies for personal and business positivity. Her aim is to align her clients back to themselves with reset positivity. That is just wow. That's quite the the uh, description. So, Tanya, when do you sleep? <laughs> That's great. Well, I'm, uh, I want to thank you for this opportunity and the way that we connected originally and uh, in the US and now. And I couldn't sleep last night because I was very excited to <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I attempt to practice what I preach and big part of me managing my energy, which I've had to learn to do. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Can you okay? Yep. Is uh, wearing a hat. And I, and I just... Realize this today because um, I do get, and you might be able to give me some um, um, some strategies on this uh, at some point yourself. But uh, I manage my energy by wearing a hat. What it does is it, it just helps me be grounded, actually, and um, because there's a lot of information that I know that I collect even in the environments that I'm working in, and then when I'm not, you know. Uh, on in front of people, I actually wear wear a cap a lot, so it helps me rest, which we can talk about. Um, but it's just like a mental shift that I that I need to do, and that kind of helps me um, manage my energy because I'm I'm with people a lot. So, That's brilliant. I actually I know another woman who wears caps, also hats and uh, beautiful, beautiful Victorian hats. Usually, they're just beautiful. Okay. Yeah, um, but. What we figured out, because she said she couldn't figure out why she started wearing them, yeah. and what we figured out was um, she didn't want to stay on the earth for a long period of her life, and she started wearing those hats kind of as a way to keep her energy here. Absolutely. I So okay. I, I think that's very interesting that that's also why you choose to, is yeah. to kind that's of rest right. from all of that that you know, this energy that's constantly flowing through us. So that's great. Yeah, it's um, something that I've had to figure out to manage my energy. Yes. Yeah, wonderful. So how did you start doing positivity? I mean, why, why, why that? I mean, okay. so many things yeah. you could have done. Okay. So uh, I started my company 22 years ago and um, there have been like three phases of, 
or three iterations of that. So you know, every seven years we kind of do this kind of you know wave or change. And the very first iteration was called Calibre, uh, Human Resources and um, Business Development, and and it was all around Calibre. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I developed a program called Intercept. Uh, so at the beginning it was about you know people being the highest order of who they can be. Mm -hmm. And then I discovered that people uh, were, were heading on the wrong trajectory in their life. There wasn't a match between where they are and where they want to be. Mm -hmm. And so this name, uh, Intercept, came to me. And so I developed a whole business model and programs about this word Intercept, which I can share about. And then in more recent times, it's flipped to positivity. So... In my grouping, in my company, I have multiple brands and at the moment the movement is all around uh, positivity and um, the source reason, so I, I, let, I, I started my business when I was very, um, I was about 26, so I had a vision when I was 24, but it goes back to when I was about 15 and uh, at that time, like some people in your audience will relate to, I was an entrepreneur because I couldn't be streamed. Mm -hmm. I was someone that was, you know, uh, good with people, good with, like I was at school and I was quite confused about which direction to take and the teachers were all pulling me for, you know, you can do this, you can do that, and there were too many options. And then some of them were saying, well, go down this mathematics path, go down the science path because you've got a, you know, a brain for maths. And others were saying, go down the, the English because you're great with humanities and storytelling and, and languages. And I was like, wow, okay. So I, I decided to leave school. There's a big story about this. But I was fortunate enough, Michelle, to uh, be spotted, I'll call it, by my cousin's husband and his name's Larry. And he had a very profound effect on my life uh, because uh, he, he got killed uh, in a car accident at the time that I was um, working with him. So the story goes that he left, uh, I left school and uh, in, he encouraged me to leave school and work in his company. He was a state manager for uh, an international freight forwarding company, so at, at the airport, you know. Yes. And um, I'm like 15 at the time, 16, and he put me on uh, girl, like we called it Girl Friday role then. So I was on reception. Yes. Accounts payable, accounts receivable, sales. I was in operations. I was just at 15, 16 here. And he was one of the most positive people that I ever met. He had very big energy. He was always on. He was always present. And when you were with him, you were with him. So... He would be wherever he was and I observed this and I knew that uh, he had a very positive effect. I observed his positive effect and positive impact on everybody. And at that young age, I didn't realise it at the time, but he was actually mentoring me because every Friday afternoon he'd send me into the boardroom and say, here, read these books and then teach me. Wow. Teach me. And uh, he gave me I Think and Grow Rich. He gave me Power of Positive Thinking. He gave me um, how to win friends and influence people. He gave me um, how to master the art of selling anything by Tom Hopkins. So I'm a teenager absorbing this information. And what led to that was him saying to me, you know, I see you, you're good with people. Uh -huh. And he'd also, also said to me, life is short, life is short, life is short, over and over again. And he actually got killed in a car accident and uh, that left a huge void in my life and I had to make a decision. Uh, would I allow this to take me out? What were the, the things that I got from this experience? And, and his words were so impactful on me and I, I chose to take the positive. I switched it. I thought, okay, how can I use this instead of it using me, right? So that's a long answer. Well, I imagine um, with him saying that life is short and then having his cut short was yeah. really impactful. Well, that's a really interesting one because the story goes he had had these experiences. So he had his corporate role and he, it's an interesting story. His boss was a woman. Our boss was a woman and she was meant to go to a function 
this particular evening and changed her mind. And so I asked him, you know, would you be able to go on my behalf? He said, sure, boss, no problem. Dropped everything, arranged his wife, my cousin and their son. And uh, on the way from work uh, with his son in the car, he actually got hit and um, he had been having these experiences or visions of seeing himself, seeing his wife and his son in their bed, uh, you know, in, in, the, in his bedroom on their own and he kept having this experience. And uh, he, was, he used to play in a band and on a Friday night he'd come home and uh, as he was in, you know, just drifting off to sleep, he'd see this, this vision. And, of course, um, he's, he wasn't here, meant to be here for very long. He was being prepared, I think, and um, that, that ended his life. So he was 31 at the time and, uh, you know, about 10 years later I started my own thing. But I had, I had that propelled me in understanding about the bigger, the bigger picture and invisible forces. Yes. So people need to... Um they need to go after their dreams and they need to do what they're sent here to do because you don't ever know. No, life is short. Yeah, yeah. In fact, sometimes when I'm starting my presentations, I start out on the ground laying down. Interesting. And people come, they're like, what's she doing? And I'll just say, lilies. And that's the beginning of everything. We know the day we're born. There's a dash, and we don't know what the end date is. Yes. How are we living our dash? Yes. Wow, that's powerful. That's great. Um, I imagine that yeah, that that would definitely be an attention getter. <laughs> so it's great. So, um, how can positivity help people make money? Okay, that's really cool. Very good. So, uh, the story goes that. From my perspective, I knew I got this vision and I was standing in front of people, business people, and that I would be talking to them. And at that time I was 24 and I was in a marriage that wasn't going so well and I decided that this was what I'm meant to be doing. And even though I wasn't supported at the time by that husband, I've got another one since then, um, uh, I would pursue this vision. And the very first challenge that I got, I got challenged on this, that, you know, my first husband said to me, you know, who do you think you are? Uh, do you think people are going to pay you money, companies are going to pay you money to stand in front of them and talk? What do you you got to say? And what I was able to put together was uh, I had developed sales skills, I had developed a whole bunch of skills, and then I would basically show up in front of a CEO um, and ask them if they would like to have a conversation with me, even if they didn't know who I was or anything. And um, I basically cold called. So we're talking 22 years ago. This is even before the word coaching or mentoring or anything really existed in Australia. And what I was doing was asking that person to get present with their own vision because they affected the lives of a lot of people. If that business owner or that business leader is not content and happy and aligned with what they're doing, then they affect the lives of a lot of people. So if they're not happy, misalignment occurred, and I was able to join the dots for them, that if they're not aligned to who they are, they're modelling very poorly for the people that they have around them, then those people can't execute on what it is that they've got to do and therefore it's going to cost some money. So by um, getting present to you know, the best version of who they were, how they were going to show up, how they were going to communicate, how they communicated their vision would translate to them for profitability. Uh, turnover is vanity, profit is sanity. And, you know, so I was able to join the dots for them very quickly and bring this into their awareness and um, show them that uh, all the upsides and, and business benefits to uh, flipping to this um, positive approach. At the time, you know, I was calling it intercept. And I think what's happened is, you know, there's two types of people in the world, Michelle, in my experience, people with a negative bias and people with a positive bias. Uh, 
And so the companies that have a negative bias, we talk about intercept, will come in and intercept the trajectory. You know, this is where you are, there's a gap. The people have already got a positive bias, they just want to take it to another level and upgrade. So that's when we roll, we roll out the positivity stuff. So how it supports business is all about alignment and all the things we said in the bio, cash flow, process flow, people flow, efficiency, and uh, having the right people at the right time there for the right reasons and how to attract you know, winning teams and high-performing teams. It all starts from the, from the leader. And that's how it, you know, it, it uh, ripples out for them to create money. And the same for the entrepreneur that would be listening to this, and I know this to be true because I'm working with a lot of entrepreneurs as well as my corporates, um, is if you're out of alignment or in Australia, we say out of whack, if you're out of whack with yourself, then you can't be authentic. And while we know that, we're always, people can often be fighting with themselves from their, what they feel they're called to do and the practicalities. And then, you know, I've found my gift is to help people bridge that really quickly the right models and strategies so they can get, get to that money-making place of abundance uh, pretty quickly. Uh, but they have to be in the right headspace and that's how they can make money from the positivity. Okay, so they make money from it. Does it do you think it affects their day-to-day uh, -day life as well? Absolutely. So, um, so, so from a... Um, a whole person point of view, I'd like to actually sh share a story about uh, last week I was at a company for three days. It was a winery here, a wine winery here in Australia. And I started with the working with the CEO about 20 years ago when he was in transition from his taking over from his father. So now we've got money making and family. So this is a family business. And he was feeling very ill-equipped to, from a skills point of view, how is he going to take over this business? And there was a fair bit of resistance in the family around that transition. Anyway, 20 years later, his father's actually passed on now and he's running the, the, the winery. So they shut the winery down for three days, brought the whole company together, the whole company, to access uh, this information. And... The contentment for him to know that he's providing opportunity for all of those families that work for him and he's creating uh, peace of mind for his own family and he's creating harmony because he's operating at his, um, you know, his highest order version of himself 80% of the time. This is a bit of a rule that I uh, teach is, you want to be operating 80% positivity, 20% you're human. Like, you know, it's not like 100% of the time. 80%, how that has shifted him and his family, their dynamics, the dynamics with his mother, his brother, the whole leadership group spiralling right down to the whole organisation. And it's palpable and powerful and amazing um, when the, the person that you're working with is open and willing. So it definitely affects their contentment, their satisfaction, um, and what they transmit, which, you know, supports them in their personal life as well, for sure, and their health, for sure. So it, so being positive, isn't that, that is not just a Pollyannish kind of approach? Mm -hmm. So um, great pickup. I know that, you know, look, when I've been to America, we work in a very different system here in Australia. For instance, we don't tip here in Australia. And people are, um, we don't do tips. So people are paid a wage and they're paid um, to deliver a service. And I found the distinction, you know, in the States, there is the, the mechanical sometimes, um, you know, when we feel like, oh, you know, we've got to like, you know, have a nice day and we'll smile at someone and we'll turn our head and we want, it's not authentic. That this, um, you know, we're not talking about fake positivity. We're actually talking about um, alignment strategies that are um, come from the, you know, from the self, and then transmit. But it's conscious alignment, and it is then having the the higher order um, impact and service of the the total outcome. So it's about having 
collective thinking beyond self and it's about um, every single day working it. Now, in my own world, I grew up in an environment where there was depression. Mm-hmm. So the, um, the strategies here are things that have to be worked every single day because the world is, you know, we are bombarded with fear, uncertainty and doubt. Because we are bombarded in the news with all this negative, horrible news, it's actually conscious choice about what we put our attention on. So it's working it, uh, not just, um, you know, to, to have a better quality of life and a better quality of, of living because we've got all this stuff that's around us and um, it's work. It's, it actually takes a lot of work to and, and conscious decision to be in this um, higher order alignment. It's work. Yeah, it is. Um, thank you for what you've given us so far. We're going to take a short break and then we'll come back. Please come back to join us with Tanya Lacey, who is the uh, positivity expert. She's uh, really got some excellent points for us and we will return to uh, finish this up in a few minutes. Come right back. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Welcome back. This is Michelle at Roar to Win. And we are interviewing today Tanya Lacey, who's a passionate about positive co-creation. And she's got this really cool sign that you can't see because it's, um, <laughs> it's audio right at the moment. Uh, but it's a positivity sign and it's blue and it's wonderful. So, um, so Tanya, um, I hear a lot of people say, fake it till you make it. Um, and I have a bit of difficulty with that because your brain hears fake. Mm, I agree. And your heart's going, eh, I got to fake this. So, so what, are your, um, what are your suggestions for how to tap into being positive when you don't feel like it? Okay, great. So uh, every single morning, so this is one, so this is what I, I have a couple of different um, experiences and events that I now do. We have a program called Influential Leadership, which is a two-day live experience. And when I begin, I ask this question. I say, raise your hand if you believe that by your mere presence you can change the mood of a room. And people kind of hesitate and then they'll put their hand up. And I say, raise your hand again if you believe that you can, you know, upgrade this attribute, right? So then they put their hand right up. And the first step is understanding that we are... There's some statistic and that it's scientifically based and and someone listening might be able to validate this, but it's one in something like 400 billion chance of us being here on the planet at this moment in time. Mm -hmm. So when we understand that about what we bring, similarly to my story about my own mentor Larry, the moment that you realise that everyone's unique everyone's energy is unique that you are completely unique and that when you walk into a room when you show up when you don't show up it makes a difference because you're owning your own your own uniqueness you get the opportunity every morning that you wake up and Larry didn't keep waking up 
to figure out what you want to create that day. So the one question I say to people is, if you're going to take anything out of this two-day experience and you're one of these people that likes to watch the movie, likes to know how the movie ends, please take away this one question, which is what, 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 what am I creating today? And to be very present about what is it that I am consciously creating? Because we've all had that experience when you wake up in the morning that you just think the same thoughts and you're doing the same thing over and over and over again and then the same, everything feels exactly the same. So it's about from the minute that we wake up consciously deciding what is it I want to create. And now because of my own background in coaching and mentoring and having done this for so long, now we get into the realm of questions and the importance of the questions that we ask ourselves and I think, you know, I've never done Tony Robbins courses, but I've, you know, heard bits and pieces and him say something about, um, you know, our life is a result of the questions um, that we ask. Um, so obviously when you're wanting to use your own energy and you're wanting to um, activate your own energy and activate the energy of the people around you, so let's say you're an entrepreneur or you're a business owner and you are wanting to activate the people around you, one of the things we're fighting up against um, is tell, telling. So in some businesses that we've, we've, been, we've come from or some family environments we've come from, we've been told what to do, mm-hmm. we've been told how to do things. It's that patriarchal, hierarchical structure where people tell one another what to do. All that does is creates fear, uncertainty and doubt. So once you make, wake up in the morning and you decide what do I want to create, you're starting your whole day running on questions. And so there are certain questions that I ask people not to ask themselves. Not to ask? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and to understand what aspect of their, themselves they're asking the question. And also what aspect of the, the, their team they're asking the question. So if you think about very simply human body, mind, body, spirit, emotion. In some business settings we're often saying, what do you think? You know, what are you going to do? Right? How, how are you going to do it? And we're activating brain when we say, what do you think? Yes. We're activating um, body when we say, what do you want to do? Yes. And we're activating heart when we say, how do you feel? Yes. Now, my simplistic way of putting all this together is that the one um, question that trumps all of that, excuse the pun of Trump, is <laughs> what's your sense of what to do next? What's your sense? Because when you ask yourself what's your sense of what to do next, in my experience, you're activating all of who you are in that moment. You get to experience all of your energy in that moment, not just your head, not just your body, not just your heart, not just your whole sets. And from my own experience, I have operated a very, what I would call intuitive level for a very long time, being able to read people's vibe, I call it. Mm-hmm. And so this is my simple way of helping people activate their own energy. So rather than talk about it as positivity, talk about it as energy activation and then what's the quality of that energy so now you've got big energy right so uh, how are you going to use that are you going to be operating from being a stress head and be living from stress and living from all those you know stressful transmissions or are you going to be operating from creativity strategy calmness, positive impact. Um, And the question to always ask yourself is, I want to make a difference, or what kind of difference? Do you want it to be a positive difference or do you want to be a negative difference? You're going to make a difference, so what kind of difference do you want it to be? And to be really deliberate about that. And my fuel for that with the story of Larry is the dash. We've got the dash. How are we going to use that? How are we going to use that? So every single day, every sunrise, every sunset, that's one other, that's a cycle. How are you going to use that, that space between the sunrise and the sunset this particular day? And it's, it's, it's tuning into that. 
being very present to that every single day. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yes, thank you. So who do you love working with most, entrepreneurs or corporate? Uh, both. So what's really interesting is oftentimes the corporates, we've got an individual in a, in a corporation and like they're looking at their, their journey and then they're beginning to think about a transition. I call these people corporate refugees. Okay. Uh, as we speak today, I just overheard a conversation with uh, someone in a cafe. Be very careful who you're speaking to in cafes and what you're speaking about. And uh, I understood that uh, Oracle are, uh, are floating 10,000 staff globally. Um, now, there'll be a lot of corporate refugees in that. Some people will be feeling relief. Some people will be, uh, you know, wow, what am I going to do? And so those people now have their own unique gifts to bring to the world. They'll be making a transition of some sort. So I love that because it's helping people unlock their business genius, which I, which I do. On the corporate side, I love working with that whole, that, that, that whole team because as we've discussed before, when you're working in an organisation, you're spending a lot of time, you're spending a third of your life if not two-thirds of your life in that office or with that those people. And um, in conversation we've had before, you know, it is like family. So you're spending this time with this dynamic. What do you want to create with that dynamic? Do you want to create harmony? Do you want to create um, argument arguments? Do you want it to be an ego trip? Do you want it to be something that's very powerful and legacy-based? What do you want to create? So I really love... Um, working with corporate because I know that they can, you know, make a massive difference to the community uh, and so on with if they leverage the brand properly and they, um, the, the leaders are conscious and consciously create and, and um, can make life a lot more harmonious and positive for, you know, everyone they encounter. So big impact. And um, having said all that, in the end, it's about working with human beings because really I think in, in a lot of corporate we talk about uh, we talk about expertise mm -hmm. and we focus on expertise and technical skill and oftentimes the humanities is neglected. The biggest transformation that I love is to just remind them, these corporate robots that they actually have a heart, they actually have, you know, intuition and that they can bring their energy and they don't have to shut down the humanity in that environment and then they'll feel much better about themselves and that's, that, that works rewarding as well. So as long as I'm working with people, Michelle, I'm happy. I'm a happy girl. Wonderful. So what are the top three hacks for positivity at work? Mm. Okay, so uh, I would give uh, top three. Number one would be getting completely at peace, totally at peace with, with purpose. So if you're working in an organisation or you're taking on, if you're an entrepreneur and you're a coach or a consultant and you're taking on clients that you're not at peace with and you're just doing it for the money, Mm -hmm. That's a formula, a recipe for disaster oh. uh, because then you're not on purpose. You're actually uh, doing everything against yourself and you'll be always fighting with yourself. So to really be present to that and to be very honest with yourself about what's working and what's not working and to tune into your purpose and the purpose of the business and, and double-check that they are aligned. Uh, or the clients, right? So if we're talking entrepreneurs, your clients you're working with, or a corporate that you are in tune with your with the per higher purpose. Uh -huh. The second one would be um, open to opportunity. So what can happen is we can get very shut down when we've had, uh, you know, disappointments, we've been hurt by other people, and we can bring that baggage into this day thinking that because something happened last time, it's going to happen again. So we shut, shut ourselves down, we make assumptions and then we're not open to um, opportunity and we're not open to tuning into objectives for, uh, that we can add value to. 
So I would be saying to make sure that you are open and that you are observing everything. And the third one would be always checking in with what's your sense of something. So uh, in the work that we do, we do go very deep with this. However, your sense of things is your read and your sense of things is accurate and true for you and it's your experience. And what can often happen is we get ourselves into these environments where um, we, we say in our work environment, stronger than will. If you're in an environment and you haven't got absolute certainty about you know, your purpose and your objectives, then you can be swayed by these, you know, the, um, the opinions of other people. Mm-hmm. So having an absolute, uh, getting to the point and working it, that you really trust your own sense of things, you trust your intuition, you trust your read, and you begin to, um, I call it as is it. So you start as ising it with yourself and saying, listen, you know, I'm noticing this, I'm choosing to do this and I'm going against my gut or um, I'm not choosing to do this because it doesn't sit well with me and having the courage to do that. They're massive steps in getting in alignment with yourself and when you're in alignment with yourself, you are you are transmitting at a much more um, bigger energy, much clearer and you end up being in the right place at the right time for the right reasons uh, because of that. People spot your your courage to back yourself and that sense of certainty is like a magnet. It's actually informal leadership. When you are really grounded and you are you back yourself, you 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 are like a magnet and people will people who are uncertain looking for guidance that will uh, support you in having a reputation for being Know, really positive and um, aligned with self, a uh, business person. So that would be my top three things. And they actually start, um, they form the beginning of positivity. So the P, the O and the S. Mm-hmm. So um, this is kind of an out there question for you. Mm-hmm. Have you found that when people adopt your um, principles and your techniques for positivity that their personal health improves Mm -hmm. i like this question thank you absolutely including mine so um what what's what started to happen uh for me in living it so from my own experience as i've been working being more bold about putting right i'm taking a stand for positivity I'm taking a stand to to transmit positivity in the planet. I want to up-level the vibration of the planet. I want to up-level the economy. I want to create people who are um, gathering together who are positive business people, who are happy to say I'm a positive business person. I'm transmitting positive leadership. I'm changing my language to positive language because language shapes culture. All of a sudden, self-talk improves. So now my self-talk's improved. I'm valuing myself more. Oh, now I want to value my presence on the planet more, I'm now going to be more aligned with nature. I'm going to tune in to what I'm eating. I'm going to tune into my footprint. I'm caring more about my surroundings. We've got people juicing at work. We've got people who are, you know, um, taking um, more responsibility about what they're putting in their in their bodies, drinking more water, dropping sugar, reducing caffeine, um, dropping kilos, um, starting to exercise more, get out into nature. Um, being in a good mood, you know, reporting um, all sorts of stuff, you know, because they're, they're happier, their serotonin's up, their dopamine's up, their oxytocin's up, the bonding's happening in, in the business. So these are all the non-business measures of, um, of what occurs just through that ripple effect of one person taking a stand for, you know, what they take it and say, right, this is going to be a positive workplace. This is how we're this is how we roll. Uh, I'm being an example of that. So you know that leader or that that business owner, it's a it's a it's a sidebar to the way that they're operating. They make a pact that they they're signing on for this, and then they start showing up completely differently. And it's um yes, so it, <laughs> yeah. shifts, it shifts everything, doesn't it? Yeah. It shifts yeah. everything. It's coming from a it's coming from another. Place. It's coming from a from a from a, from another from a deeper place. You know, it's coming from a really purposeful, conscious. Place.
place. I just think the word positivity just helps people, uh, directs people, and then it opens up a whole new, uh, a new world for them. Yes, um, HeartMath has a, a different way of, of labeling emotions as neither positive nor negative because emotions are just information. They're just barometers that say, hey, this is how you're feeling. This is what's going on in your life. And we're the ones who determine whether they're positive or negative. But they do have energy that is either depleting or renewing. So yeah. what, what you are teaching in your positivity is you're teaching people how to renew themselves. Right. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. And That's it's really interesting because uh, this last uh, event that I ran, so in the last week I did a, a two-hour, two-day influential leadership. Then I had a one-day uh, corporate uh, leadership day. Then, I, uh, then the next day I flew and ran a three-day a three-day company summit. It was me in front of room for three days. Mm -hmm. And then I, I ran another leadership summit on the following Monday. And I'll have an, and today's Friday, I'll have another two-day. Now, a few years ago, I would never have been able to do that uh, because my health wasn't right. I wasn't aligned with myself. So I really had to practice what I was preaching. And, uh, you know, it's taught me about recovery. So very interestingly, I've heard you speak about resilience and I've heard you speak about the prepare, preparation, mm -hmm. yes. the, 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 the willingness to respond and then, you know, recover afterwards. And I know that I'm modelling that. Uh, that's not something I can do all the time, but I'm amazed at how when we consciously decide to create the energy in the room, uh -huh what some magic happens in that room and people are energized by the end of it they are not drained they are not tired they're not exhausted they are they are replenished so this has a, a, a replenishing uh, nurturing sentiment to it that mm -hmm. people seem to be able to really work with in a tangible way and it's self-feeding yes. creates almost like a torus of energy and then it swirls up and so it expands and we're in this high-performance zone where things are effortless and things are flowing. And this telepathy starts to happen in the room. Yes. And we're at the point where we don't even need to actually talk. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? I love it when it gets to that point. And so whatever the technical names are for this, at the end of the day, it's the experience. And people walk away feeling reset and realigned to themselves. And really, it's just reminding. We're being reminded of how, what a gift it is to be, to be human and to have everything that we have. So um, I feel so blessed that I can have conversations like this within corporate environments, be paid very well for it, and really it all lines up back to that vision that I paid attention to, mm -hmm. standing in front of a room, speaking to people, being paid well for it, making a positive difference. Um, and I agree with you, actually. In the end, it doesn't matter what we really call it. It's actually about, you know, people's experience of it. Does it make a difference to them? Does yeah. it meet the objectives of them? And if it does, they can call it whatever they want to call it. I just want to see them smiling and, you know, in alignment with, with who they truly are. Yes, absolutely, because it's that energetic field that we tap into. So, so is optimism learned or is it a natural thing? I believe that we are all beings of light and that in the journey on this, at this time, sometimes we go through some dark patches and, you know, to your point, I think it's about people's ability to uh, switch, to recognise that and to switch. And unfortunately, some of us grew up in environments where the people that uh, were our caretakers did not operate from light. They operated from survival or from being a predator or whatever it was, the energy that they were living from. And so that just reminded us of who we are. And I believe that you know, my job and the people that I'm attracted to in my world, like yourself, are here to re-remind people that we are beings of light. And I believe deep down inside every single person knows and anyone that's listening to this program because all the women in the e-women network are here making a huge difference to others. In the end, we are bearing light and we're reminding each other that we are light 
And so, so long as people have the opportunity to be in the right environment at the right time or they can get space enough on their own mm -hmm. to calibrate back to themselves even for a moment to, um, to, to, to get a glimpse of that again. Sometimes that glimpse is just enough to, to, to then be reminded and then they will somehow think the thoughts they need to think and um, gravitate towards someone that then reminds them like with a smile and then something, you know, um, energises them and activates them and then, you know, it spirals and then they are reminded of that they are light. So I believe that it's in us and it's for some of us it gets taken away and we we are we are actually here to remind each other and serve one another that we are we are light. That's yeah. actually what we are. So um, it's it's in us. Our environment can can take it away seemingly and it's about us uh, Reaccessing um, the perception that and the reminder that it's there. So I believe that we are, it's always there, and we're reminded of it from the environment. Yes, that's that's beautiful. Thank you. I agree with you completely. We all have a spark of divinity within us, which is complete light and beauty, and um, it's always there. Sometimes it gets pooped on from the world and from the people who raised us, as you said, um, or people that we, um, that we spend most of our time with, but that light is always there and, and we know how we feel. There's a difference between how you feel in the light and how you feel in the darkness. Great. And, I'm getting, getting goosebumps right now. This is where <laughs> language, Michelle, can be really tricky. Um, one of the things that you may not know about me or isn't in my bio is that I'm an adoptive adoptive mother. So um, in my journey, it wasn't straightforward for me to be a biological mother. So I ended up adopting a son from Ethiopia. He's now, uh, he'll be 16 soon. And, you know, through that experience, we've had a lot, had to travel a lot. And I've been to, and I, I am fortunate to, have traveled a lot, you know, Australia's far away from everywhere, so we had to travel. <laughs> and, and we're good at that. Um, however, I mean, that's how we met originally. Um, uh, so it's about where I'm going with this is we can be in a different country and you can smile at someone and you can make eye contact with someone and you, you, you come from that, you know, intention of I see you, which is actually where we started in the story of Larry with me, mm -hmm. is that, you know, we activate one another. We can activate one another with a, with a look, with a, with a smile, with warmth that we can radiate. Yes. And having the belief that we, be, we all belong to the entire planet. Yes. We all belong to the entire planet. So I know that there is separation in terms of boundaries and countries and so on, but ultimately, no matter what our skin colour, no matter where we're, we're raised, even if we can't speak the same language, we can transmit. And yes. I believe where we're evolving to is this ability to remember how to transmit. Yes. And to, now I haven't got all the scientific names for it, I just can see it, you know, yes. that, that becomes this alignment, this positive mm -hmm. alignment where everyone's calibrated to this higher order location and um, that can happen and it can bring comfort mm -hmm. uh, just through eye contact, through a smile, an acknowledgement, a demonstration of appreciation. You know, I see you in me. You know, I see you and when you see someone, you're seeing yourself and yes. we remind each other, well, light with that glint in the eye, you know, that's when someone's spirit's activated and you can spot it and that's what we're reminding one another right. of when we look at each other in the eyes, right? Yes, because the heart doesn't have a language. It only has the language of love and that's, that's not restricted by any language barrier. It's just a language that we all understand because it is the light. And mm -hmm. I had that experience when I was in New York City the first time. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would look at people in their eyes and smile at them and the change that came over them because they're not used to that apparently. 
And I guess I was quite an anomaly because I was looking at people and I'd smile at them and I'd say hi to them and they would do double takes. It's kind of like, who are you? But, you know, we are all exactly the same. Our hearts beat the same way. The light that is within us is the same light and love makes all the difference in the world. And so positivity also um, gives that love and it gives it a vehicle and I really appreciate so much the work that you do. I believe that it is extremely valuable and where can people find you? Okay, so uh, I would suggest that people come to a positive workplace program on Facebook because we're in the process of getting all the, um, the online presence redone so for every project we've got its own you know web presence so uh positive workplace program and positive workplace uh program on facebook or positivity show uh they could uh you know find me on positivity show and they can access that through uh, facebook as well so uh, i would be suggesting that wonderful uh, this is Michelle Nagel with Roar to Win, and our guest today has been Tanya Lacey, and she's given us so, so much beautiful things to think about and to feel. I, I really have been touched by many of the things that you've said, Tanya. Thank you so very much for joining us today, and um, hopefully we'll be able to talk to you again sometime. Absolutely. I want to say thank you to you for the opportunity, and isn't technology just amazing to think that I am here today in Melbourne, Australia, and you're in the US, and we're having this beautiful discussion. So I want to thank you for the opportunity and for the, um, you know, the attention of all the, the ears and eyes of, that will be watching us uh, when it, the time's right for them. Thank you. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us today as we learned happiness hacks, relationship tools, how to refuel our resilience batteries and perfect our roar. Resilience, optimism, accountability, and resourcefulness. Roar to win. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN podcast hosts at EWNpodcastnetwork.com. This is the EWN Podcast Network.